Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno, Brad, and Nick. What it do you are listening to the QTB podcast. I'm your host, Bruno, and with me, we got Nick, we got Brad, we're ready for another awesome episode. Let's go, guys. What it do? What it do? Not just say One, that. two, three. Tell them about it, Brad. That silent build. That silent build up to the launch was incredible. We were just like <laughs> waiting patiently, you know, and it just was like it kept going and going it's, and going. Okay. You you, yeah. you don't hear it. No, so we, no. we don't oh, hear it. See, oh, so, I hear okay. it. I, yeah. It gets me amped. I hear it. Oh, he, you're getting pumped <laughs> up. But yeah, so for those of you that don't know, we do record our podcast live. And so during the live stream, like Bruno will actually play the intro for our viewers. So meanwhile, like me and Brad are just kind of like in this like purgatory for like 15 seconds. And you can see us like the, the pre-show must be amazing because you can see us like amping each other up, <laughs> like trying to get excited. You there's it? nothing you happening, it? you know, me, and then we just come you. in. Like a full, yeah. full throttle off of nothing. You know, it's like a silent disco. It is. Yeah. I've never been, but I've seen them on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, there, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a UFO. A you know bit. what I mean? I've never seen one in person, but I've seen tons of videos online <laughs> of silent discos. So that's, <laughs> that's the elusiveness for me, right? Goes UFOs, yeah. Bigfoot, silent discos, right? <laughs> That order. And then the QTV yeah. intro. Yes. <laughs> the QTV intro for everybody else. Well, here we are talking about nothing about video games because nothing. that's what we do at the intro for the QTV podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. But we do try and uh, figure out, you know, how do we segue into video games? And the yeah. easiest way to do that is what's everybody been playing? So, uh, Nick, I know you always ask me and everybody first, what have you, let's flip the script. What? Aww. Nice. Let's flip the script. What have you been playing? What have I been playing? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, I can answer that. On. I've been playing a lot of video games, man. Um, our our TikTok has just been absolutely uh, uh, glowing there. We uh, we launched our uh, subscriptions there on TikTok recently, and we're already up. We just celebrated 50 subs. Huge. In just a, less than two weeks, just an amazing community that is forming there. We're playing Fall Guys. We're playing uh, People Go crazy for the power wash simulator games i'm telling you people are telling me now because I, I get in close to the mic and i use my low quiet asmr voice you know and we Ooh. we turn off the alerts and it's a it's a healing environment you know and so <laughs> yeah. it's it's nice and so like people are telling me like nick I, I i put on your stream and like fall asleep to it and i'm like you know any oh. other situation i'd be offended ah. by that but like okay no that's, that's amazing what you want. yeah that's um, what my, my that's what my wife says to me anytime she listens to me talk about video games. She's like, "You just put me to sleep, so I'll sit there at <laughs> night and I'll be like, in today's video game news, we're going to be talking about G4 TV oh. and the EA debacle that continues to show itself." Okay, dear. You're listening to NPR. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I, I'm Dairy Mobiles. There's Dairy. We You're talk about dairy as much as we talk about Terry, you know? <laughs> dairy noodles for QTV. He needs his own segment, yeah. <laughs> 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 dairy 
Burble segment. I love it. Terry Burble's NPR segment. Here we, we could go. totally get him on this podcast. Well, we'll I guarantee you he's available. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get an update on poutine from him? Like, this exactly. is poutine. Rah, rah, that's poutine. Okay. But, uh, no, okay, so we did launch uh, one new thing this week, which was uh, Retro Thursdays. And Ooh. I started playing, I, I kicked it off with Mario 64. And I'm, gonna, I, I'm not looking to low-key brag here, but when I launched that that stream, my intention was maybe a two-part episode, you know, two Thursdays in a row. But we got about four, four and a half hours into the stream, and I realized I had like 68 stars. You only need 70 to beat it. Um, and so I'm like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and call it a game. I get the last two. We beat. I, be, I beat Mario 64 top to bottom in under five hours. I wasn't trying to speed run it. I'm, I'm actually pretty proud of that one. Hey! Yeah. Wow. Now mm-hmm. that is an achievement right there. Let's I was go. watching some guy play uh play <laughs> Ninja, uh, what was it Mario 64 on Facebook and he was like doing a speed run on the very last level with Bowser and mm-hmm. you know those like jumps that you can do when you like go halfway up the ramp and then go <laughs> you know over into the di- yeah. oh my god I tell you yeah, yeah. I, I struggled so much as a kid and then watching that guy do it in less than five minutes I'm like okay well that was fun like yeah. oh and forget I don't care what the speedrunner advanced tactics they're using to beat the game faster. I had a handicap. I used this controller right here. Okay. We went old school. We went old school. In 64 all the way. That's what I'm talking about. That's not an advantage. It's just me. It's it's, uh, rose-colored glasses. You know, when you're holding that thing, you're like, oh, yeah, this this was my life. Yep. Because back in the 90s, we had three hands. That's how that worked. (laughs) Yep, it was around. It was around nine eleven that we all decided to chop off that third arm, and I think that oh, that's that's pretty much what happened. So, I guess so. You think? You know, I don't know what happened. I think all my controllers uh, have that white powder in that little joystick area. Uh huh. Oh just yeah, that's too much. Yeah, never much it wasn't know? even gunk. The it was just like the, yeah, yeah. The, it was it was the plastic disintegrating. It's you dead know. Skin. <laughs> Oh, you know, that's fun. Along with the blisters on your hand, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Well, that's what I got though. Brad, uh what's uh what's gaming been like for you, man? Uh well, uh getting back into Overwatch. Been playing some Overwatch 2 lately and been checking out kind of the the new characters, the new um they've kind of re rebalanced some ca- old characters with some new abilities. They've kind of shifted some things around so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> of course he's ready. Um for the some, uh, you know, and I've been playing some new characters that I didn't play in the first go. So I've been getting heavy into Roadhog, uh, Lucio, and actually, uh, I think Symmetra's got a little bit more versatility than in the original. So seen a yeah. lot more Symmetra players that are actually effective here in Overwatch 2. So been enjoying. It's been a nice change of pace, although I can't. I'm excited for tonight. Hop on Fort Nightmares just came out today. So oh. it's the best. In my opinion, it's the best time of year for Fortnite. So yes. Halloween, the best skins, the best events. Now's mm-hmm. the time. Hop on Fort Nightmares launched today, and um, I, I can't wait to get into that. I am speaking ready. of which, speaking of which, Bruno, what? before we get to what you played this week, what? Uh, you're mentioning a, a Halloween event there, Brad. And actually, we've got some breaking news here. We're going to announce here on the podcast, which is that. We are being featured by TikTok Live for their upcoming Halloween Gamers Lounge. The event's going to be, yeah, it's going to be spooky. 
okay? Because we are going to be uh, playing. We're going to be playing uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. I'm going to be on there uh, in costume. I haven't decided what my costume is yet, but we'll find out. Um, whatever this Halloween has, if I'm being honest. But I, I, no, I'm green screened. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be Luigi. Maybe I should still do it. <laughs> Be, oh, the Phantom okay. of Luigi. Yeah, I was gonna say you will yeah. be. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. And That's then, true. Uh, you couldn't even yeah. do blue because <laughs> no, you couldn't. You, not not much. Yeah. So yeah, from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern on on this Saturday, um, we are gonna be featured there on TikTok. QTB will be the uh, the featured gaming uh, live stream creator uh, for their Gamers Lounge event. And I mean, it's gonna be a little spooky. I'm not gonna lie. So spooky, in fact, that I think we need a jingle for it, Bruno. Hey! Oh, yeah. Wow. Get it. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> Amazing stuff. But yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, Bruno. Wow. What you playing, man? that live for us. We that did. was amazing. I, I, we've yeah. not heard that. So that was, that was, a, uh -huh. that, that was live. Okay. That you heard right it. Quick. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't even know how to top that with anything. I, I have been playing, uh, you know, I've been jumping back into Forza Horizon and, and kind of cruising around in between playing Overwatch with Brad. Um, you know, I'm not much to play a lot of these shooters and stuff alone. I feel like uh, sometimes it, it, can be, it can be lonely out there. And if I'm going to be lonely, I'm just going to drive around alone. <laughs> That's, you know, a little, a little easier to do by yourself, right? But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I went through the Forza Horizon store. Go ahead. I was going to say, Bruno, you found your new Overwatch character, though. You have to I tell everyone about oh. that. I did. Sojourn. Yeah, yeah, I am ready with, with Sojourn. That was, it's kind of like a mix between... Uh, Moira meets Zarya meets uh, uh, Soldier. And I'm wow. like, okay, uh, you know, I dig the mobility and the firepower. Uh, I did realize that you can't use Sojourn like for every map. So there is some, um, you know, it's, I had to, I had to switch back to my huh. default uh, junk rat tactic tactics and i'm a diva main of course yeah so you know uh one of the best junk rats in the game uh definitely and probably like the third best diva out there so at um, least yeah at, at, least, at but, least but for a new character you've you've been able to pick that one up pretty quickly yeah i i'm excited and you've been trying out new characters as well with sigma the new uh the new tank. So with a lot of new characters, you know, you're right. I think uh, Brad mentioned Symmetra kind of having this, you know, uh, resurgence or, um, you know, revitalization. I don't think it was anything that they did to her character. I think it was more so the surrounding things that they did with the game that kind of helped prop her up. Uh, you know, the, the five on five is a different dynamic. It's a different feeling for Overwatch um, over something like um, the 6v6. I will say we need to get um, we need to get Bastion back in there. Um, there's still some things that are missing to kind of counter some of these tanks. 
Uh, and I think with him added to the game, that's definitely going to change uh, things around. So, yeah. uh, hopefully, especially with uh, the ner- nerfing Torbjorn's turret, his, his turret is just absolute garbage now. Oh yeah, so. it's he's. I I mean, I used to be I used to be a pretty decent Torbjorn as well, and now I feel like my man just got you know he was already at a disadvantage because of his height and now you're gonna nerf him again right <laughs> now bruno i do want to point out though we have some a great suggestion uh from one of our viewers 14 there in uh in the youtube chat is suggesting that you should try and play any shooter <laughs> with the racing rig on stream i i, I would idea. watch that stream any That's game really just name idea. the game yeah, I and I've because I've seen those. I've seen that one guy do it with the recorder, and that <laughs> <just> <laughs> to shoot like with that with Widowmaker as a sniper. Yeah, because he'll be yeah. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the bullet. And he like him. fires a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing funnier than hearing a recorder playing off off key note, oh, getting a headshot. Somebody, like, yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. a great idea i am gonna try that yes. if it's available see they try they they don't let you they it's you gotta talk we gotta talk to xbox because mm. you'd think that you'd be like you'd be able to use the the wheel in any game uh maybe on pc but not in console like it's it's a developer thing kind of that they have to or a microsoft i don't know they always blame each other they're right. always blaming each other, saying it's your fault, it's your fault, it's your fault. And I got news for you, Nick. It's nobody's fault because we're just going to go ahead and hard segue. <laughs> there we go. There we go. He was looking <laughs> for that segue. That's why I usually go last. Oh, my gosh. And I'll tell you, if you're, if, you're, <laughs> if you're looking for additional comedy, maybe in the form of a movie, how would you like a free $50 Fandango gift card? You can get it. With uh, the spooky collection that's currently available on the Winter Winter Live Arcade, get into the spooky spirit, and if you can collect all eight of the fi- uh, frightfully fun prizes, hard to say, in the limited time collection, you're going to score a free $50 Fandango gift card for the ultimate scary movie night. And here's a deal that's so good, it is scary. Your win is free. Your first win, you get to play until you win for free when you download with our link. And if you use the promo code DALE, when recharging your tokens at pay.app.winnerwinner.com. Link is in our show notes you will get a sweet deal with those 30% free bonus tokens on your next purchase. The link is in the description. And Bruno, I think now, and Brad, I think now is as good of a time as any to announce the big thing that is happening for us because uh, we have a very special event with Winner Winner. And as the the head cheese of QTB, Bruno, why don't you tell them what's happening here uh, in the, the second week in November? Oh, my goodness. We got something big planned, guys. We are going to be heading out to Las Vegas to the Winner Winner headquarters and filming some special content out there, as well as getting to meet the team behind this amazing app and sponsorship. We are very, very excited about this opportunity, and uh, it's just going to be a really, really fun time. We're going to be doing a live uh, podcast for everyone so i mean it's it's gonna be pretty amazing to uh finally be together in one room this will be the first time right it's hard to believe brad it'll be the first time you and i have actually met in person i (laughs) mean wow (laughs) i hope our fans are ready who knows what could happen i mean vegas better look out that's right but yeah, I mean, this is uh, this has been something in, in the works here for a while, and uh, we're really excited to be able to announce it because yeah, you know, Bruno, we 
we haven't, uh, you know, we, we talk about being childhood friends in our, in our, you know, our, our podcast description mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And we certainly were, but, um, it's been what, uh, over 10 years since we've seen each other in person, probably yeah. longer. Um, so this will be the first time, yeah, that all three of, uh, of the, the QTB executive crew there will be in one spot and a lot of fun content. Like Bruno said, yeah. our network, uh, partners yep. are going to be live streaming. Yep. We got, oh, yeah. uh, Kung Fu Penguin, Enzo is mad. They're going to be doing live streams of Winner Winner that we're going to be interacting with them from the Winner Winner headquarters in in Vegas, and uh, you know, and some some fun on the road, right? Right, Brad. Some arcade. You never know what kind of social media content's going to pop up. I mean, anything is fair game. It's Vegas. What happens in Vegas will be on TikTok. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> <instantly>. <laughs> right. <I> mean, exactly. <laughs> Too much fun. Or um, at yeah. the very least, it will be on Reddit and somebody will message that to somebody mm-hmm. else. And then right. you'll be wondering what happened. Yes. What, what happened? I do know is that if you end up on World Star Hip Hop, something went very wrong. Right. <laughs> That's where all the videos bye. show up that, <laughs> that no one else will take. Oh, man. Okay. Well, on that note, um, hey, you know, this is a very interesting story and uh, one that... I think a lot of us saw coming. Um, the big story is compliments of IGN here, and it is about G4. The article, G4 is being shut down less than a year after it launched. And, you know, guys, we have had a commentary on the past about G4. One of our, yeah, one of our, uh, our, our network uh, bloggers, Justin, who's been on the, uh, on the podcast recently, um, did an article on our blog about the revival of G4 and his excitement yeah. because he was a diehard fan of the original G4. Um, it's the QTV Spooktacular. Luigi Mansion gameplay will occur. And, uh, and you know, less than a few sounds will be heard. Come join the QTV Spooktacular. on the air in various forms, Twitch, YouTube, and their Pluto TV channel, I believe it was on. Um, they completely and abruptly shut down everything, so much so that most of the people that were working there uh, found out about it at home on Sunday when they were supposed to find out on Monday because that press release had wow. leaked. And, I mean, I think there's a very, very lengthy conversation here to be had about all the different facets of G4, why it failed, and, of course, the infamous rant that we'll get into that um, many people be- believe was the uh, the beginning of the end for this attempted relaunch. Bruno, I mean, you know, from your perspective, you know, did you did you grow up with G four? Did you have any attachment to it? And did this version, like, you know, whet your appetite at all for gaming content? Um, I think not really. I it kind of I was one of the first people that I know of that kind of pulled the cable plug. I did so back in 2007. Um like right around when Netflix and Hulu first launched, I was like, "Yep, I'm done with cable. I'll get whatever I need from these two sources." Uh and I didn't do that because I was like, "Oh, look at me, Mr. Trendsetter." I did it cuz I was you know, poor as hell. So, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I think that it's, you know, for, for me not having access to it on something like cable or, and back then you got to realize that this was like when, um, extended cable was like direct TV. I think you had to have like some of the special channels to initially have G four 
G4 TV. And then they brought it, um, they brought it to like, you know, regular cable or whatever. So, you know, I, it's not something that I am particularly like, you know, super fond of, but I will say they did pave the way for other gaming content. I just think that their approach was a little off, off kilter of where gaming is right. Like gaming isn't on cable network television. It's done on the YouTubes and the Twitches and the interwebs. Right. So I think that that was kind of a misfire on that. So it didn't really bother me when they were like, we're, we're shutting down. I was like, Oh, that's kind of, you know, kind of sucks because there were some good clips, but I think that that was kind of that, that start, right? right? Like of the, the clip feature, you know, the clip culture that we have now where people are just like, Oh, check out this clip from this show. I feel like I get a lot of that from Jimmy Fallon. I don't need to watch the late night show. I'll yeah. just follow him on Facebook and get the clips and segments that I actually want to watch with no commercials. So I, I feel like, you know, they really could have gone that way and done something really special with that. That's not exactly how it went. Brad, what about you? G4, is that something that you were excited to see or did it really, you know, I mean, what were you hoping in a return like that, right? It feels a bit, there. I, there, I feel like there's always a window of, of time where you should capitalize on something. And I feel like that window had passed. As much as there was an interest mm. in revival and bringing something back, I think when you go that long without something, even if you have a core audience who's like, yeah, I'll come back to that. And it doesn't materialize quickly into what you thought it would be or what you'd want it to be. Um, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't end up being what you'd hope for. Uh, you know, I, I'm kind of looking at this from the business aspect. You know, it's really interesting to see such a rapid shutdown. Usually the writings on the wall, yeah. people internally know that something's coming. The the fact that there's low interest or they're not they're, the financials are not working out should be in, indicative to not just one person or the head honcho. People should know they're struggling. The fact that this came kind of out of left field is surprising in the sense that uh, people were so surprised and even people in the company were finding out via social media that they were losing their job. So that to me tells me yeah. something else was going on behind the scenes that we don't know fully that there maybe wasn't enough financial backing to give this enough time to maybe catch its feet, catch, you know, get, get, get in the ground and get off running. Cause it's not even a year. Usually you give you, you know, I look at sports, I look at different industries, you know, head coaches get two, three years, different platforms get two, three years. I mean, this was less than a year. So it feels in some ways a little bit aggressive to, to shut it down so rapidly. I mean, Nick, what do you think? Well, okay. There, there's, there's a lot of inside baseball here um, that a lot of the, the, the staff are now revealing um, since there's nothing to lose. And one of the things that I, I think I'll get into first is the it was never going to work. Okay, and this is my honest take on the on the reboot of G four. It was there was no business model that was going to make it work. Let's go back to the year two thousand um, when cable TV was one of the only ways that you could consume any kind of content about specific topics, right? Thank you. We're going all the way back <laughs> to the original the launch of, of G4 and its anchor shows, Attack of the Show and, and X-Play. And when G4 was out, right, and you had it in your cable lineup, if you were someone that was interested in video games 
and you wanted to pursue media that followed it, your options were magazines, the occasional video game theme show on some network show, right? That usually wasn't good and usually didn't last long. And then if you wanted actual news, reviews, that kind of thing, it was almost always going to be a magazine, right? You know, if I wanted to get a review on a game before I was going to purchase it as a, as a, as a kid or a teenager, yeah, I had to wait for the Game Informer review. And even then, I'm only relying on the opinion of a single person. Oh, yep. So when you have multiple, the multiple yeah. platforms, like, oh, I don't like, I don't like Kotaku. I'm yeah. a Polygon guy, or I'm, I prefer IGN, or right. you know, whatever GameSpot. Mm -hmm. You know, doesn't matter. Like we had, you either got, you either got Game Informer or you got the actual magazine like nintendo power right or or the playstation magazine right where we yeah. knew they were mm -hmm. gonna give a glowing review to their own yeah. own game so now when when g4 initially was beginning to wind down it was kind of just a husk of what it was most of the major talent had already departed the network at that point we were already beginning to move into the the digital era of content creation you know youtube was was in its infancy but it was very much there and now we are at a point in when this network launched in 2021 where anybody with a you know a camera and a computer and an internet connection can create long form short form you name it video game content. Right now any game that I'm interested in I can type into YouTube and I am going to get tens of thousands of videos uh, many of which are highly produced by people with studios, by people with, uh, you know, with, with a, a professional editor behind the scenes, yep. oftentimes in a very efficient manner. Think about this. Most of the big YouTube channels that you watch, you know, that do like video essay style formats or, or reviews of games, typically it's one person, maybe a second host, and then an editor, and if, if they're really big, maybe a social media person. A lot of these, uh, these outfits, they operate in a very lean way, especially in the gaming industry. And those solo channels... We're taking G4 to school on how to put even out us. content. Yeah, even, even I mean, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And that's that was that was just gonna say that, Nick. You know, looking back at this, that's what, you know, Brad, Brad mentioned he said, you know, how did they not see this coming? Uh, anybody who looked at their social media numbers saw this coming. You know, and, and Nick and I had had this conversation several months ago when we noticed their their views tanking after the infamous Frost grant. And we'll get to that in a minute. And that occurred in January. So from January of this year, there's been a steady decline of viewership from G4. Uh, and the, the staff at G4 kind of doubled down and said, if you don't like what we have to say, then don't watch us. Well, you don't play chicken with gamers because gamers have nothing to lose and they will abandon ship at any given, you know, moment, you know, especially at the hest of those producing the content that they're consuming, mm -hmm. right? Like if you're telling a gamer, you might as well just get over it because this isn't happening, then they will, they'll move yeah. on from that. They're not going to stick around and say, Oh, but you know, but you know, we, we want to try and make it better or this or that. No, if, if you, if you're not happy, move on. And gamers did that. And I think that alienating and kind of pitting yourself against your community is never going to work out for you. It's something yeah. that, you know, to me just seemed like, um, 
you know, I, I, I don't know how are you going to attack the the, the oh, yeah. one group of, you know, people that, mm -hmm. that watch your content. And you're right, Nick. Well, well, how, is the, how is the content like that ever going to work with huge, huge uh, production values and little to no return on investment? And, and she, she kind of dug herself even further. She posted kind of a tone deaf tweet as they were laying off people that she had mm -hmm. survived. And and, yeah. and and if you read it, if you could read into it, that it was about that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I just wanted to add that in there that there's a continued pattern of behavior that probably turned off a, a large portion of the gaming base that was following them initially. Yeah. Oh, so for those of you who don't know what happened, basically, one of the hosts of of G four Frosk. Um, uh, that's what she goes by F-R-O-S-K. She posted a, a video kind of decided to basically, you know, have a rant right on the show about her, her dealings with the G4 community. Now the community was a little upset at the lack of return of certain people that made G4 initially what it was. Uh, most notably, uh, Olivia Munn was uh, on the list, the, the short list of people who weren't returning, right? We got Adam Sessler, but uh, Olivia Munn didn't return. And she was a big fan, and, and, obviously. And, and Morgan Webb, I think, too, Correct. right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, like I said, it was a short list. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but she was, she was, huge with gamers not just because she was pretty but because she was funny um and she uh was very likable she was a very likable person uh and that's kind of the key here right um you know you've got to be a likable person it hasn't i don't really think that that you can say that um that your looks are the number one reason why your community is no longer watching you Right. I, I think that that might be something that people could eventually get over. Obviously uh, it happens all the time. It happened with um, uh, Naomi Kyle um, from IGN moving on. Um, and so I, I think that there, the, the, the community wasn't berating her in any, you know, more in any way more than what, trolls of communities already do but she decided to kind of uh take it upon herself to to start this rant and 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 basically belittle the the community you know the very might there like like we were talking about there's a, sh a short list of people that were calling for you know olivia and saying that they didn't really like frost or whatever for the most part people just didn't like her personality she's very combative uh, she kind of belittled the, the community that made G4 TV. And at the very end, you know, she said something which I thought was completely out of touch, which was, you know, she said, uh, women don't exist for you to be ogled at, um, you know, in that respect. And I get where she's coming from, but I also know from working in the media that that is 100% false. For you to say that your looks play no part in you getting a, an anchor position on a news show or anything like that is completely wrong. Or your yeah. personality in Regardless general. of gender. Regardless of gender, right? right. Like, you know, people want to watch pretty people. So, 
you know, I'm not saying it's right. And I'm not saying that that's the way you should do things. I'm not saying I'm the most beautiful face on, on podcast television, right? Okay. That's that's why we got Brad. That's why we brought him on as the third. We needed the looks. We got Brad. We needed the eye candy. There you go, ladies. There he is. Okay. (laughs) But no, seriously, I, you know, I think it was just, I think it was a very, very out of, uh, out of touch, uh, uh, rant that basically alienated the entire community instead of really focusing in on the problem. Like I said, if you don't believe me that, that women's looks play a part in it, I suggest you watch the movie bombshell by Adam McKay. You know, it it dives deep into that of what women have had to deal with you know, yeah. in terms of wardrobe and stuff like that for, for being on the news, whereas men can sit there and, you know, wrap up in an entire suit, but a woman's got to wear, you know, a short, short uh, dress right. to get views and ratings for a new show, a right. new show. A new so show. I understand one portion of it, but oh. like I said, and, when you attack and, and who knows, your audience. Who knows what behind-the-scenes pressure they may be under to put on that image right if there's other things going on in the media right now that we've seen uh appearances may not be all they're cracked up to be especially when it comes to you know streamers and what's going on in the world right now so uh, that's a good observation yeah you never know quite what's happening behind the scenes with a lot of your your favorite uh, content creators but um you know Mm -hmm. yeah i i I totally get where you're uh, where you're approaching this from bruno um it's just you know and it, it even if we wanted to keep diving into, you know, that specific rant and that, that, you know, Frost is, is notorious for being just a very toxic person, like Brad had mentioned, gloated about the fact that she wasn't laid off um, after that first round of layoffs occurred. And I think uh, it was more of a, it was, yeah, it was yeah. a gloat of like, ha ha, I'm still here, even though you guys think I'm ugly, you know, mm. and that's kind of what it's, what it was. If you go back to the original rant, you know, right. fast forward, you know, to September, right when these layoffs happened, and you know, a lot of these people didn't know that they were getting laid off. It, it, same thing with the uh, the the news. Uh, most recently, over the weekend, some some content creators through G4 TV found out through the tweet that oh, yeah. they were losing their job, and so. Yeah. You know, that's a very, very rough thing to to see trending and see that you've lost your job before you even get word from it from the CEO. But yeah. uh, you're right. Like, you know, to say that she wasn't I don't want to say she was the main cause, but she was definitely the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. It accelerated and, and, things yep. for sure. 100 oh, percent. Because a lot yeah. of your legacy, not not only did she make did it put that rant out. But then, and she says in a tweet later that uh, she got permission from the producers to do it. It wasn't just an off-the-cuff thing. Um, no one no one has corroborated that claim, but it is what it is now. But also um, the fact that G4 consciously clipped it and put it out as its own thing. So there, there very much was support behind yeah. that. Um, and the, the last thing I'll say about this is that, you know, it, it is a topic that certainly should be addressed in the gaming industry as a whole, just like many other industries, okay? There are some valid points there. But, you know, uh, our approach at QTB, I think, is is what really G4 could have gone for with the right talent, exactly. which is that gaming should be a source of relaxation mm-hmm. and your vibe attracts your tribe. So when yep. you create a community of gamers and you put out a certain atmosphere of we want to be family friendly or we want to be promote in, in, uh, inclusion, tolerance, that kind of thing, which we very much do here, yep. uh, you know, that is you, you lead by example. And you let your audience find you 
and the people that don't want to watch it, as Frost said, won't watch it won't because watch they, it, yeah. you're you're putting out content they don't want that that they no longer have interest in. The that osmosis will naturally occur. You cannot cater to the vocal minority of trolls that exist very much and want to get you upset in these types of scenarios. Now, that being said, I want to get back to my original point, which is that the financials of this network would have never, ever worked. Comcast gave them a ma- I don't know if you've seen the studio space that they had. It was huge. I mean, they had probably a half dozen sets. They had a massive open like office area. It was like the whole floor of this huge building. So on top of that, I'm sure the overhead was unbelievable. Then you pile on the fact that there are reports coming in that they were paying certain influencers in the video game space, like Alana Pierce or Jeff Keighley, $25,000 plus to come on for a, basically a day pass and just create content with them on the, on the various shows throughout the day. Now, their YouTube videos were getting maybe like 3,000 to 5,000 videos each, or I'm sorry, uh, views each. Now, you know, we're in the YouTube Partner Program, so we definitely know that you are not paying anything with those kind of views. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, <laughs> that's, that's the sound that Excel, Excel makes when you uh, balance that spreadsheet. Um, is Here's how big the red number is. Um, and there was really no other monetization system outside of merch and maybe some premium services here and there. There was never going to be a way. No. When you have reportedly that 200 people, people yeah. working for G4, there was no way that you were going to be able to put out any kind of business model that was sustainable. End of story. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I don't, Brad, I mean, you're a business guy. Uh, do you think that, I mean, obviously scaling down, it would have been the first, first key, um, you know, all of rants aside and everything. What, what do you think they could have realistically done to to make a successful launch or do you think it was doomed from the start because of the the ecosystem that we're currently in i i think it's more the latter i think nick kind of hit on a couple big points when you get this much interest in a revival that's been gone for so long and you get a network who's passionate about wanting to bring it back and they throw that much resources at it money you know, infrastructure, you know, and, and a commitment to bring back people on one house at such a high cost. It's very low likelihood that that's going to show you the returns that the stakeholders want to see. I mean, you, you almost kind of needed to go with the reverse approach, get your core group together and let the content start to evolve organically again. And then let those people like, you know, the people who declined to come back initially, let them see that the success of this come back and then them come in and then want to, and it, and it grows back to what it was. I think when you throw all your eggs in one basket at one time, you put all your money into it, and, and, and you get such an overhead to overcome on a return on investment so quickly, there's, there, there's very low likelihood that you're going to see what you want and the stakeholders are going to be happy. So mm-hmm. I, think, I, I think Nick really kind of got at the point there, yep. and I, I agree with him that that's really, regardless of what you rants or content or what was put yeah. out, the financials were just just not there. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think we can button up this conversation with the QTB uh, live poll that we just put on our live stream here for this podcast, which is, did you watch the reboot of G4? Like, anything at all, even once. Um, and we only had uh, 28% of our viewers that are gamers say yes. So, I mean, yeah. that's... 
um, that that really is the uh, the icing on the cake of uh, you know you're you're not even able to reach that that niche audience at least as far as you know the big players like Comcast are, are uh, concerned. Hey, hey, hey Nick, you know where money is well spent? I'll oh tell you my god, is well spent. Not on <laughs> that, on our Patreon. Tell them about it, Nick. You look, man. My hats. If I had a hat, I'd take it off for you because you've come a long way with the with the segue game. That was nice. Yes, thank you so much to our Patreon supporters, like our QTB and Fuego supporters, uh, Epicapture Productions, Matt.Bat, and Alexa, and our QTB Plus supporters, Nick Nick, the Dudist Monk, Indie Gamiacs, Alan Abadessa, Mr. Grove Games, the Intergalactic Pinecone, Fluffy Bunny, and Kawaii Potato. If you would like access to the extended versions of our podcast, both in video and audio form, including our pre-show and pre-pre-show, oh, it gets crazy there. Um, yeah, every now and then Brad just, you know, goes off camera, and in the pre-pre-show, maybe you'll find out where he went i don't know also you get access to our qtb nostalgia vault bonus podcast that's always a good time this month we're talking about rock bands and guitar hero all the uh, all the plastic molded controllers of your will be on discussion thank you so much for your support at patreon.com slash quit the build boy we got we if there's one thing that we've got if there's one thing we've got we've gotten that whole patreon <laughs> plug just unlocked. oh yeah can't beat yep. it that's, that's exactly right. Uh, that's right. Even 14 said great segue. Also, uh, Fluffy Bunny saying we need more uh, Brad's beer segment. I agree. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's uh, we got the, the gaming themed beers. Did we, did we run out? Oh, Too wait late for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's great stuff. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, what's too late for some gamers as well, and Brad, and that's going to be our next story. Oh. Um, talking about, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying, look, I'm trying to keep up with the segues. You're, you know, the, uh, the student becomes the master. Uh, from GameRant.com about uh, EA is shutting down servers for quite a uh, slew of games. They have announced um, a fan favorite, Mirror's Edge, as well as some other games as well, including uh, one of the, uh, the newer versions of NBA Jam. Uh, will be shut off at some point between Q4 of this year and Q1 of 2023. And, you know, one of the things uh, about this story that we have to consider is that most of the services that are being shut down, well, that there is that, yes. Um, And, uh, (laughs) you know, the whole saying, they don't make them like they used to. It seems like it comes around a lot faster than it should these days. Um, You know, uh, back in my day, we had GTA 4 and it, you know, (laughs) and we liked it. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, it's, that's been that long. Um, well, I mean, just the fact yeah. that, like, we're finally at the point where we're seeing games kind of hit that that uh, online graveyard, right? Where the physical game itself doesn't necessarily die, but the online community or servers that support that community are dying. I remember when Halo 2, uh, you know, got the kibosh, right? Like, and, you know, it that Mm -hmm. was a sad day when the servers went offline for uh that little did we know that in the future it would be you know it would return with uh the master chief collection but Mm, still anytime you and and that's the same for a lot of these games right it's not to say that we won't see something like that in the future a collection of some sort or a new game but uh sad day sad day whenever any game uh, is limited by the servers that uh, support it. Right, Brad? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, and I think it begs the question, right, you know, does do, do these server shutdowns coincide with a game being delisted or not, right? I think that's always the next question, right? Mm. Is, is it just going to limit your access to leaderboards or the community? Or is it, you know, EA has a past of delisting many of its games, but, you know, will this... That that tends to more with go with expiring licenses, like for the sports games or the racing yeah. games, more yeah. more so than these online servers being you know taken down or shut down. But you wonder, you know, what what's the likelihood of these being moved to that next level of delisting? So, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely just a sad day, and 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 it, you know you 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 feel for the the fans and the core community who have built a lot of their memories and time spent playing these games and are losing a piece of that now as these uh server shutdowns continue to happen sure i mean the 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 conversation that we've had uh, many times on this show about game preservation right it always comes up anytime that yeah. uh, you know a, a game getting shut down or whatever um and i think this kind of reignites that 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 topic right so uh to answer your question there brad most of these games are not being delisted uh, but there are core online functions that may have been you know supplementary um to the game uh, but for the most part, these games remain in a playable state, like Mirror's Edge, for example. They're taking down the servers that run the time trial leaderboards, which were a very mm. competitive scene there with the free running. And, um, you know, so that's one thing that, and there are achievements. Like, now you won't be able to get those achievements if you don't, you know, get them before a certain date. Um, so it, it varies in terms of how much content is being lost. And you're right, Bruno, that there are games that, you know, they get taken down, but then they, they find a revival because they have a big enough audience and the publisher is still around that has the rights to it to say, you know what, let's let's bring it back in some way. But a lot of the cult classics or the smaller games don't always get that luxury. It does happen sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And the, the problem becomes, you know, we're now seeing these 2000, 2010 era games that had some kind of live service component attached to them that those live service service components are getting shut down while the game continues to operate. And the thing is that, you know, when we talk about retro gaming that we grew up with, right, I can hop into Mario 64, Pilot Wing 64, whatever. I can play the game originally as I remember it. If I really wanted to go out, I could get the retro tech and really go that extra route, right? I'm never going to have to worry about there being a piece of it that's gone. There were online games back in the day, don't get me wrong, but they were fewer and, 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 and way further between. Oh but my gosh! Now, Could you? I mean, yeah. I, I, the the back and by back in the day, yeah. he means like you had to have an adapter, and you might play with like a pool of like fifteen other people, like yeah. you know, because who well who really had the full internet connection and stuff? You know, it was it was a very it was a very uh, wishful thinking for mm -hmm. PlayStation and Sega to include. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> those those modem built-in modem things or you know that type yeah. of thing so you could or adapters so you could get them mm -hmm. uh but yeah uh nowadays a little bit easier than uh <laughs> sure they get, it did yeah, happen, just pop though. one or yeah. yeah just pop one uh, and we're automatically connected right and you know i i know where you were going nick i know exactly where you're yeah. going I read minds you're going on today's landscape of always online games Mm -hmm. See, that's the that's the problem that we hit. And that's, I think, why the community gets so upset when we hear things like, you know, you must be connected to the Internet in, in order to enjoy this this experience, because it it, it reminds us that there's a shelf life on this game, that right. the servers won't be up forever. If a if a game is presented to you with a full single player uh, experience, then you'll be able to play that in the, indefinitely in the future. 
Um, but if it requires online play, then it's very likely that you'll see that that disappear. Now, the question is, obviously, with the list of games here, who really cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, a few yeah. people, and I don't think that I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Like wow. who who cares? Like you know, I, I they they try and make these stories a little bit bigger than they really are. But and I'll say, okay, if you're out there and you're like, well, I care because I post speed runs um on the leaderboards of Mirror's Edge. Well, congratulations. There's this whole community built around speed running and you can still actually support that through these websites like that. Yeah. You post a, a video of that. Welcome to old school gaming. We talked about mm -hmm. this a few a few weeks ago yeah. with, uh, you know, Galaxy. Uh, what, what is the Galaxy games? Hey, or yeah. You know what? Yeah. I'm taking personal offense to that, Bruno. I love my Command and Conquer 3. Okay. Tiberium Wars. You need to like. <laughs> tone it down over there <laughs> you oh, recognize man. okay that is a fan Sassy. favorite everybody is sad about that when we were all collectively Kane's wrath. shocked Kane's wrath shocked. will come your way and get you okay you know get it, that big tower it's... and shoot a laser beam at you that's right orbital strike here it comes here it comes yeah. <laughs> thank you so, for me, I don't think, you know, I don't think the average person is going to be too upset about this. Uh, you know, it's kind of bummed to see like something like NBA Jam where, you know, you can have a lot more fun playing with co-op with somebody. But like we said, this is one aspect of the game. The game still functions as a game itself, so you can still get on there and play it. Uh, some online features are just being removed, and I think that... For gamers, it's important to remember that there's always a shelf life on a uh, a live service game. Uh, you know, the Fortnite will eventually, you know, one day. Can there can there be a shelf life on Genji? Sorry, quick sidebar. I I, I can't stand Genji. Sorry. Bruh. Can there be can, can there be a shelf life on that? I mean, what a dude is hard the bane of my existence. Like, like, you have the floor, I mean, sorry. sir. Yeah, like. I, I mean, I if, if you're saying people don't care, let's shift to a topic that people care about. Genji uh -huh. is a pain in my butt. Let's just say that. He didn't get nerfed. He, he got, like, buffed. He's annoying as you can't believe, and that character needs to go away. <laughs> so for all you Gen Genji mains out there, I apologize, but find yeah. a new character. Genji's going to get retired. Okay. We need to get rid of it. Like, okay. you know, and for okay, that matter, yeah. take his brother Hanzo with him, too. I mean, let's just, just Yeah, just take them both. On. To get the Shimada brothers out of here. But well, the, dragon, out of here. the dragons can fly <laughs> off into space. I mean, you know, so get them the out of here. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Every now and then. Sorry, you know that 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 uh you know, speaking of Overwatch, right? That's a perfect example, actually, Brad, because think about Overwatch 2 versus Overwatch 1, right? You can't go back back and play the vanilla Overwatch anymore. Your Overwatch 2 is what it is. That's the mm -hmm. game. And if you don't like it, then guess what? You're you're out of luck. You know, yeah. there's nothing you can do about it cuz that game is now, you know, different. It's it's, right. it's changed and uh, you know, maybe for the better, maybe for the worse. You know, you could say the same thing about Fortnite, right? Fortnite season one is not what's Fortnite season chapter three 
uh, season one <laughs> season is. Four. It's completely yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you know we're 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 completely different games here. I mean, quite literally, you know, Fortnite when it first started versus now could not be uh, polar opposites. So you know, and that's why I've constantly said to people, you know, if you don't like a game, uh, especially a live service game, give it some time. Right. Give it some time. Hopefully the de developers are listening. Hopefully they're taking uh, the proper feedback to kind of move the game forward and, 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 and progress in a way that makes everyone happy mm -hmm. uh, instead of a way where people are just, you know, falling off the wagon and never returning. Because if that happens, then you get the online graveyard that is EA, right? Nobody's yeah. playing this game. We've got three, three or four people per month, maybe checking this out. They've got the numbers. They okay. know, mm -hmm. they know how, and how much space that's taking up, right? We've got to make space for more Madden, obviously. Obviously. The, the people want to play Madden 08 through Madden 22. Like. Yeah. The next <laughs> roster update's a doozy, I tell you. Yeah, yeah, which is which is surprising. What do you mean me Tom that. Brady's back in? Ah, oh, geez. Better free up the server. Oh my god. <laughs> He's back. Yeah, I did last one. He has a whole server room. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're they're very good points, Bruno. And uh, you know, I we will continue to have this conversation. But yeah, I think that's you, you hit the nail on the head there, is that we're we're heading into that territory now where the games of today, when you know people twenty years down the road want to go back and experience them, and people be like, "Oh yeah, Chapter One, Season Four of Fortnite, that was that was my favorite season." And there's just no way yep. to go back and recapture that moment in time. Yep. You know, the term FOMO is overused a lot in the gaming industry right now with live service games, but I think that really is a FOMO of you if you don't make those memories, if you don't get those that media, you know, to, okay, you, need the, you need that Fortnite scrapbook, you know, yeah. of those moments in time um, that are just going to be lost to the ages because like what the, people will remember as Fortnite is whatever its final, you know, incarnation is. Yeah, like the, uh, like a vault, you will, a nostalgia vault. A oh nostalgia vault, that's right. We talk about nostalgic video games that you can play from now until forever, hopefully via uh, just the, classic retros that are out there but uh the nostalgia vault is something that we like to do for our patreon where we go we have another podcast where we basically kind of dive into things from our childhood from the 90s whether it's games or tv shows movies books even um you know just the things that we love to remember and i feel bad for the kids of today because those nostalgia bits won't be like you said, Nick, they won't be, you know, decades long or years long. Right. It will be moments long, months long yeah. of that that type of FOMO. So that's a shame, uh, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. a real shame. Like you think about that for a second, Brad. Like, you know, if if I go over and it happens all the time, you know, you you boot up an old N64 game or you see a retro game in its original form for the and that nostalgia hits you, you know, it's that warm, fuzzy feeling of just you you're transported back into your childhood living room. Exactly. Bruno knows. Um, and I think I think it actually is a, a really really sad that future generations won't be able to experience that form of nostalgia because a lot of things have to happen in sequence for it to even be um, a concept. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I have nothing else yeah. to add. You summed it up perfectly. Uh, there you go. Right. Well, I'll tell you where you where else we can sum things up, and that's by summing up whatever's in your cart at quitthebuild.com/slash/merch.
You gonna check out with that Christmas sweater yet? They sell out fast. Absolutely, guys. Make sure to stop by our website. I'm talking about quitthebuild.com, okay? It's got everything you need. We're talking about merchandise, t-shirts, sweaters. We've got the, we got the tote bags. We've got the, uh, I mean, what don't we have? The pop sockets, okay? Get one for yourself, get one for a friend. And like I said, the Christmas sweater, the ugly sweater is in stock right now. And when the holiday season rolls around, it's, you know how shipping gets, okay? Yeah, now is the time to act. And of course, go to our amazing blog. We got lots of cool stories on there uh, from uh, today, yesterday, retro uh, re retrospectives, game reviews. Go check that out. And go to our community page. Find out about our Discord, all of our socials. We got Discord Lord Terry there on Discord holding things down. And one of the best, most wholesome, inclusive, and positive communities in gaming. We're talking about the QTB podcast. The producer just called Brad and said, ship it out and ship it we shall. Bruno, what do you got for the people? Oh, man. That was amazing. I don't know. Thank you. Just keep this vibe. Keep it going. For all the people out there on YouTube, podcasting, everywhere, we love you. We're Nick and Brad. I'm Bruno. For Bruno and Brad, I'm Nick. And for Nick and Bruno, I'm Brad. Peace out. What a deal. Quit the build.